views and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. Good evening, you are tuned in to Political Prisoner Radio right here on the Black Talk Radio Network. Of course, my name is Scotty Reed. I'm in for another broadcast on the network from behind these enemy lines known as USA Inc. Every Sunday night, uh, we do Political Prisoner Radio at 9 o'clock p.m. for those on the East Coast uh, so that we could talk about people uh, that... There are a lot of people in power don't want the masses to know about, and that's political prisoners, U.S. held political prisoners. Uh, as far as the U.S. Uh, corporate government is concerned, when it's talking to other nations, oh, they're not holding any uh, political prisoners, but the truth is, is that they are and they have been. And these men are, and women are being tortured, uh, abused. Some have even been killed and assassinated. Uh, when we think about uh, Hugo Pinnell, uh, we did a program, unfortunately, uh, the last update on him, not in terms of remembering him, but uh, in terms of getting freedom. I mean, he's free now, but he, he was murdered. So, yeah, that's what we talk about on this program. Today's date is, of course, October the 18th 2015 um it'll just be me i don't have anyone riding shotgun with me tonight sister me just feel a little under the weather so y'all know me i can ride solo um been doing this since 2007 i can definitely as i told sister me talk junk um for an hour you know and it's not so much that i'm talking junk but that's just slang for meaning um i'm just telling i'm, I'm telling it like it is and I'm telling it to the powers that be because we know they listening. We know they following. We know they just looking for that verbal slip up so that they can interrupt uh, operations. And that's why it's good to practice codification as much as possible because they listening and they hear. And so oftentimes uh, when we speak on these airways, we are speaking uh, to those powers that be. Um, it's all about uh, making your demands known. I learned that from um, Frederick Douglass is when I, I'm not going to say I've learned learned it from him, but he's the first one that made it just uh, clear to me that when you speaking to the powers that be and back then he was speaking to um, at the time uh, the United States was still yet a, a federal republic, uh, but uh, he was speaking to that federal republic and to the issues of slavery and human trafficking and racism and white supremacy and he agitated and he advocated uh, by any means necessary and he really did I mean if you really look at the history of Frederick Douglass uh, he not only um, went the route in terms of let's say you know through um, through um, 
their channels, you know, from your corporate officer that you have elected to represent you in the U.S. Congress or um, or the president or whatnot. Uh, for those that work through that way, and, and of course, it's needed through legislation, writing platforms and things of that nature. Yeah, Frederick Douglass had big say in the Republicans' very first platform, which was abolitionist platform, but they just didn't have an abolitionist president. Um, during that time but he made his demands known and you got to speak truth to power and he said power concedes nothing without a demand and and many of people we call um, our wise elders have repeated the same thing um, in different words um, you have to have a demand and so that's what um kind of the theme of uh, tonight's program would be Um, there has been some uh, international demand for a release of a political prisoner um, who classifies himself as an American Indian. I believe he, uh, Leonard Peltier, is part of the Sioux tribe, or um, definitely in South Dakota. And there, we've uh, recently did an update on him not that long ago, not too many programs ago, but this is like a weekly program, so. Um, anyway, there was an international call for his release. Um, and so this came from the Bolivian president, Evo Morales, and uh, Ban Ki-moon was also in attendance. This was like a conference. This was like an official, you know, meeting, uh, inter you know, international uh, leaders talking about policy, not international leaders, but national leaders. Uh, talking about international policy with different uh, representatives. Um, of course, Ban Ki-moon is, uh, is the uh, United Nations Attorney General, uh, for whatever that title's worth. And uh, President Evo Morales, uh, Bolivian, um, also an a ally uh, when Hugo Chavez was around, and still an ally of the Venezuelan government. Uh, which has issued, you know, a call to the United States through the UPI process to end slavery, uh, to change, to even uh, uh, repeal the 13th Amendment. So, see, it always takes us back to that 13th Amendment. But there was an international call by uh, Bolivian President Evo Morales with others in attendance, and they acknowledged the American Indian activist Leonard Peltier is a U.S. held political prisoner and who was framed for the killing of two FBI, FBI agents during a U.S. Uh, occupation invasion onto the reservation and um, the continued colonization, of course, of those who are the descendants of indigenous tribes on uh, this, what they call the North American uh, continent. So that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Other, you know, um, uh, freedom, activists uh people fighting for human rights um are also framed up and and they are in prison and they have been international calls for them uh we don't hear about them a lot here through uh corporate media of course the enemy ain't gonna promote you know any kind of rallies international rallies for any u.s uh held political prisoners you're not going to hear about uh what i'm sharing with you tonight on uh Pre president evo morales's um call for the release of uh, American Indian uh, activists uh, and um, U.S. held political prisoner over 40 years. And um, and then what's messed up about his cases, like some of the other cases, uh, 
they know that he's innocent. They know that it was a kangaroo court full of racists. Um, just want to uh, punish a non-white person for daring to have dignity and and resisting, you know, white supremacy. And and so, um, yeah, you have a, a federal court that issued a ruling. Um, I would say I think it was in 2003. I could be wrong. We'll get those details later. Uh, said that, you know, this man, uh, the whole uh, process was a sham. There was no justice. There was no justice. None. So I'll share the details with you. But speaking of justice, I want to tie this again to the recent Justice Or For Else rally that was held on 10-10-2015 last Saturday. Uh, not last Saturday, but um, the Saturday before uh, yesterday. So about, what, uh, seven, eight days ago. Uh, the rally that was held in Washington, D.C., where 750,000 uh, people turned out, vast majority of them predominantly uh, black. But you also had some um, uh, tribal, indigenous tribal members who uh, participated in the platform and was able to speak. Now, I will try to find the clip uh, during the program and see if there were any calls uh, from that platform for the release of Lena Peltier by those indigenous activists. I think one of them actually had been on uh, Race Treaty Radio with Robin Bitten that comes on at 9 o'clock on Fridays on Black Talk Radio Network. Because uh, I do remember engineering that program and they were speaking about, um, and Brother Davy, um, who's on Facebook, who's also an American Indian, um, but they were talking about participation in the Million Man March or the Justice or Else rally and how they had, you know, been talking and having preliminary meetings with members of the Nation of Islam. And I think she mentioned Farrakhan uh, himself. But um, what the question that I'm asking in terms of the focus of this program is did they call for the release of any indigenous uh, political prisoners because you got 750,000 people there who knows what the numbers are um, in terms of how many people watched it online watched it through their cell phones and and whatnot because uh, several of my family members we watched it together on a cell phone on a smartphone streaming it uh, from justiceorelse.com so uh, millions of people, this was a huge platform of uh, ability to reach many people and inform them. And, you know, um, it's supposed to be a rally to talk about uh, justice. Uh, but what about demanding justice? Where were the demands for justice in terms of our political prisoners, people um, who much like some of the young leaders coming up today? Um, that I would call leaders in the Black Lives Matter movement, the Campaign Zero movement, the don't hands, don't uh, hands up, don't shoot. It doesn't matter. Their names don't matter. There are many, many different organizations out there that are trying to tackle these issues. Some of them are 501c3s and they're limited in what they can do because they rely on federal grants and corporate uh, grants and stuff so you can't have too radical of a program or you can't you know you'll lose uh fund to that but they trying they trying their hearts are 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 in in the right place but what i'm trying to say is is that there are a lot of grassroots movements out there a lot of grassroots organizations with leaders community leaders that will never know their names you know unless you know we have our own black independent media 
uh, in our communities and then it's heard globally, internationally, you know, media uh, produced by us for us. Um, so, you know, the technology is there. We're just not utilizing it on the grassroots level using uh, the communication technology in terms of, you know, speaking directly to the mat to the masses. But again, in, uh, in speaking to the masses, again, 750,000 reported uh, in attendance probably was more than that. That's an estimate. Uh, the last time they had the Million Man March, there were accusations that, you know, they underestimated how many people were there and that didn't that many but I did see from the enemy's press they are acknowledging at least 750,000 so that's the masses so how how do you be conscious uh, uh, you know and I'm not saying those people weren't conscious because there were many people who spoke and I know that they conscious of, of political prisoners why not use that opportunity to advance the cause for justice in demanding the release of these political prisoners so I'm not just going to single out black people and say all these different black people Benjamin Trump Trayvon's mom I think she spoke uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan or anybody else that that, that spoke why there weren't any demands made for the release of political prisoners in fact I, there was not any demands except for one group of ladies that Max I didn't see it see those ladies speak but Max Parthis one of our abolitionists uh, in South Carolina said that they were the only ones who issued a strong call for the release of our children from uh, these prison plantations. Those were the only uh, ones that spoke. So again, you have the ability to reach all of these people and all of these conscious folks were picked for a reason to come up on that stage and talk and you didn't issue a demand. How do you miss an opportunity like that? Because, again, let's think about this uh, critically. It appears that this opportunity for black people in the recent period, I would say the last generation, you know, uh, 20 years ago, uh, you know, so, so maybe a 20-year-old, somebody that was born or conceived even at the last Million Man March. And he grows up and he goes to the justice or else rally. So it appears that only, you know, every 20 years you have an opportunity to really uh, issue um, strong demands on the enemy. Because the masses get preached to every day. Uh, in, in fact, millions of them come together every Sunday, some even on Saturdays, because uh, they look at Saturdays as the Sabbath. But they come together and they get preached to about morality and, and all those other sort of things. And then, you know, we get preached to over the Internet. And there's no there's no lack of any um, uh, preaching towards black people about what they ought to be doing in terms of respectability uh, pro um, politics but again there are no calls there's nobody really applying any pressure that has access to mass media corporate media they'll bring you on their stations, their TV shows and things. It, there's no real strong calls. No calls, I would have to say, going out, um, you know, to uh, these people. 
for the release of our political prisoners. Um, I do see I made a mistake. It threw me off. I don't have Sister Amija with me, but I have not hooked up the conference line, so I better call into the conference line. So I'm going to take a break, play some um, just some random stuff. Uh, Ferguson falls out by Mumia Abu Jamal. I didn't see hear anybody call for Brother Mumia's, and and they trying to kill him. Follow us on Political Prisoner Radio on Facebook. Uh, there was some um, uh, press releases put out about organizations, grassroots organizations that do work on political prisoner issues and saying that, you know, um, they're they're not treating whatever it is, the ailment that he has, you know, rashes and, and other things. And, and so um, prisonradio.org, um, Noelle Hanrahan and the work that she does. And, you know, Mamiya telling you they trying to kill me, bro. You know, they trying to kill us up in here. And they're doing so many of these political prisoners who are in there. Many of them are elders now. They were not in prison. They would qualify for Social Security. And then they wouldn't have no Social Security because they were locked up when they was 20 years old. See, they that tw- they they were that 20-year-old that didn't go, you know, again, used the analogy, Million Man March, 20 years later, 20-year-old, go to the justice or else. Except for these people, they went and they heard Malcolm X speak. These are the people that inspired them. They, Robert F. Williams, you know, Negroes with Guns, uh, Malcolm X. Uh, those were the big influences on the Black Panther Party, which makes up the bulk, I believe, of the political prisoners. But a lot of these militant formations also had underground connections and whatnot. So, you know, the struggle is indeed united, and that's one thing they stood for, uh, unity in, in, in the struggle. So, you know... um it's just I just feel sad and of course we've been doing political prisoner radio for uh, what three four years now you know since it was first uh, started so there's plenty to talk about in terms of political prisoners uh, issues if you want to talk about justice how can you not talk about political prisoners now I can I can see that you know you have um let's say the young people involved with the black lives matter movement or campaign zero, um, you know, they're in their twenties. They may not, you know, because again, this information is being suppressed. This history is being suppressed. The knowledge of these living, uh, heroes and sheroes, revolutionaries, uh, existence is being hid from them. Knowledge of their existence, knowledge of you know they're being tortured that's being hid from the masses so if if you have leaders arising for the masses i can excuse these young people for not knowing about them and then to make it even more shameful on the so-called old heads or the elders or the seasoned veterans is that some of them young especially them feminists you know uh they've been uh talking about asada shakur i've seen you know uh um media reports where either they were chanting something with Asada or had Asada a picture and cause I know the white supremacists that you know that I was looking at gathering intelligence on them on from their media Fox News and, and news like it so called news like it propaganda like it 
And they were saying, oh, look at the, you know, this cop killer and in Cuba needs to hand over uh, Sada Shakur. And, you know, just, you know, just uh, ignoring the fact that this was a woman um, who was fleeing the U.S. empire. They, they tried to assassinate her, did assassinate, you know, her friend, Sundiata Coley Post to be out. The Supreme Court then ruled that he served all this time, but you know, it's so much corruption in this land, they won't let the man free. Sundiata Coley, you know, also I think he was convicted in freeing Sister Asada. After they had done shot her, put her in a men's prison, tortured her. So how do we not, how do we bring come together in so called unity? And we don't talk about those uh, our prisoners of war, because that's what they are. That's what many of them, you know, uh, uh, classify themselves, especially the ones that have military background and know what their status means, and the others who recognize that it is a war. It's a war out there. It's a war on on the oppressed. Of many different classifications, but primarily black people. It's just something about melan highly melanated skin. They just can't stand it. And if anyone that lacks uh, melanin dares to stand up for the rights of a melanated person, then they, you know, get treated just as if they were highly melanated. Shout out to the United Freedom Front. So. I'm just very disappointed because I know it was some conscious people. I didn't expect Benjamin Crump to say nothing or um, Trayvon Martin's mother to say anything. I don't. I don't know what kind of media she might have grew up watching. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey, you know, ain't bringing on nobody to talk about political prisoners or highlight highlight their cases. I can't think of any time over her long time uh daytime show she had reaching all them soccer moms and what she wasn't trying to inform them soccer moms on the fact that the united states government is holding political prisoners and prisoners of war who have a right under international law to uh get free by any means necessary and i'm paraphrasing it and breaking it down to its simplest terms but it is uh internet international law that oppressed people have a human right to resist that's like saying you know since so people many people been programmed to feel sympathy only for uh white people classified as jews victims of the nazis think of it like that do did those people Along with the communists and the gypsies and the and the uh, Afro Germans, did they have a right to resist what Hitler and the Nazis was doing to them by any means necessary? And because they weren't prepared, and some other things that happened politically, like gun control and all of that, uh, you know, they weren't prepared, and and a lot of people got slaughtered with no means to defend themselves and our political prisoners were were training people and organizing to prevent such slaughter from occurring here in the United States so I'm uh, play some message music then when we come back um, I'll give you some details about the international call Bolivian President Evo Morales 
calling for um, the release of American Indian activist Leonard Peltier, which um, in 2003, the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals found much of the government's behavior at the Pine Ridge Reservation and in its prosecution of Mr. Peltier is to be condemned. Why? Why did they want to condemn that? So, um, yeah. And again, this is uh, this month, October, marks the 40, 49th anniversary of the founding of the Black Panther Party. I think it was October the 15th uh, when the Black Panther Party, uh, again, so many of our political prisoners was founded. 49th anniversary. I uh, bet nobody even mentioned that, you know. Nobody even mentioned those political prisoners who have been fighting for 50 years and, and been prisoners of war, fighting against police brutality and murder. Same thing that, that people are fighting today. The only thing is today, we got cell phones, you got video, you got technology in the palm of your hand. It was probably even worse back then because the, the pigs knew that, you know, that nobody gonna know it's my word against the Negroes. So, yeah of course we'll look at uh, the calendar to check and see if there are any political prisoner birthdays and then when we come back I'll also uh, open up the phone lines you're listening to political prisoner radio this is Scotty Reed I'm riding solo tonight behind these enemy lines but you can ride shotgun with me and we'll get those numbers out uh, on the other side when we come back tuned in to the black talk radio network for podcasts and live program scheduling visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com thing but that power can be used for or against I love hip-hop I said I love hip-hop so for the love of hip-hop let me share something with you listen I got a secret, everybody come and listen Took the money out of schools and they got rich building prisons With rap verses and rhyme Made it cooler go to jail than gave niggas time Well brainwash the people with a marketing plan This brother all around me like he's stalking me, man With his slogans and his phrases Keep the masses in their places To accept for extermination like Logan through the mazes It's in the book of ages, but we never read the pages Till Hitler rises up to exterminate the races Where were all the Christians when we started dropping bombs? Where was Luke? Matthew, Mark, and John They say pray to Christ but act nothing like him As they lead the sheep to slaughter We get crucified just like them Scripture says the meek shall inherit the earth But after global warming tell me what that shit worth 
not the price of dirt. He got me for my shirt. The emperor has no clothes and Kylie dropped his skirt. She can get it in the rear. We should have known that it was near. Osama's just a tool they used to promote their brand of fear. Extra, extra, read all about it. This the daily news for the streets most crowded. Some say I get in too deep when I speak about it. You reap what your soul, I doubt it. And these New York Times listening to the village voice. Killers and gangbangers killing. A killer's choice, I build the stand. The man I am true. Read about me in the Amsterdam news. And this white man's world. I got a secret, everybody come and listen. They took the money out of schools and they got rich building prisons. Atlanta children missing. One man set for lynching. The murder still continued, but no one can to list them. What's the price of black when white is valued higher? Who's the last to get the job? First to get the fire. No one gets the blame. Truth is just the truth. Most don't have a future, cause most don't know their roots. But they know flavor hoops and they think that shit is cute. Like Beyonce in a G string and Jay Z in a suit. The pop piper with a flute. Mommy getting zooped. The children's in the street and the dealer's about to shoot. The cycle goes around like the cycle going round. Snatching up our babies like the fruit from off the ground. Who tends the garden? Who watches over sheep? The priest is here to raise our souls. I tell confessions to a beast. They say God is like the thief who comes in the darkest night to quickly snatch a peep. And find my brother's keeper. Who's my sister's keep? Some nigga named Sugar Bear with diamonds in his teeth. Extra, extra, read all about it. This the daily news for the streets most crowded. Some say I get in too deep when I speak about it. You reap what your soul, I doubt it. And these New York Times listening to the village voice. Stillers and gangbangers killing. A killer's choice, I build the stand. The man I am true. Read about me in the Amsterdam news. And this white man's I try to do the right thing in my life like Mookie. But I'm still a public enemy, so they set me up like Tukey. We should all stand tall like Jamal in a pen. So I call for the fall of Babylon with the pen. You see everything on time like a man they've been. Why they call me black if that's not the color of my skin? And why they call you white if we all born in sin? That sound like a gin, out to tent men. The devil wears a suit, but I can see it in his grin. If Jesus is the word, and the word is on the cross, and the cross is in the club, why so many people lost? Two towers down, everybody like Moss. All patriotic, but what's the final cause? What's the final cause? What's the final cause? Extra, extra, read all about it. This the daily news for the streets most crowded. Some say I get in too deep when I speak about it. You reap what your soul, I doubt it. And these New York Times listening to the village voice. Stillers and gangbangers killing. A killer's choice, I build the stand. The man I am true. Read about me in the Amsterdam news. In this white man's world. Mumia was diagnosed recently with active hepatitis C. He's suffering because he's not getting the medical attention he needs. What this campaign is asking is that we pressure the state of Pennsylvania and the prison system to allow him access to his own doctors and to decent medical care. I think the main way that people can support Mumia is by going to the Indiegogo campaign and donating online. In return, they'll get thank you gifts one of which is the print we're making. The mural design that I created for Mumia in 2006 was to publicize his plight and to stimulate the movement for his freedom. He suggested the main characters from the revolutionary history that inspires his work as a journalist. The particular image of Mumia is the focus of the print. Demand treatment for Mumia Abu-Jamal.
Pennsylvania Department of Corrections attempt to assassinate Mumi Abu-Jamal by Kerry Shakabuna Marshall. Many people may question the government attempt to murder political prisoner Mumi Abu-Jamal while in prison, but such people just aren't familiar with the history of the United States government's assassination of its political prisoners. In regards to Mumia, we have a suspect, the United States government. We also have a motive. The government already gave Mumia a death sentence but was unable to carry it through judicial means. So now they are seeking his death through extrajudicial means, through his assassination in prison. Why not the assassination of Mumia while in prison since the Department of Corrections is a government agency with a plethora of racist-minded prison officials who wish to see Mumia dead. And he is in a controlled setting where prison officials can murder Mumia by medical neglect, by prisoner assault, or by an alleged escape attempt. This is not conspiracy fantasies. This is real. And America's assassinations or attempted assassinations of their political prisoners are real. Especially if they feel as though the political prisoner still represents a threat to them. Take for instance, political prisoner Russell Maroon Schultz in 2008 while at the state's Supermax SEI Green in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania, Maroon fell severely ill as his health drastically failed him. He sought medical care but was routinely denied treatment. Maroon's lawyers petitioned the court for medical treatment. Upon review of his medical files, Maroon's private doctor found that the prison medical staff had diagnosed him with cancer eight years prior yet never informed him nor provided him with any medical treatment. This left Maroon at death's door. Prison officials and medical staff conspired to kill Maroon through intentional medical neglect. A mass of people's protests and civil action taken in the courts forced the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections to provide immediate medical care and treatment to Maroon. Isn't this the same thing that was done to Mumia? Let's not forget, on January 10th, 2015, political prisoner Phil Africa, the MOVE organization's first minister of defense, died under suspicious circumstances at SCI Dallas in the prison's infirmary. And on March 13, 1998, political prisoner Merle Africa of MOVE organization also died under suspicious circumstances at the Women's State Prison, SCI Muncie, and the prison's infirmary. In 1978, Political prisoner Leonard Peltier of the American Indian Movement Organization was nearly murdered in a FBI Federal Bureau of Prisons prison escape assassination plot. In 1972, political prisoner George L. Jackson, field marshal of the Black Panther Party for self-defense, was assassinated during an alleged prison riot and escape in a FBI California prison official's assassination plot. Around 1971, Geronimo Jajaga Pratt, Minister of Defense of the Black Panther Party, was set up by California prison officials to be murdered in a cell by other prisoners. The prisoners that came to murder Geronimo in his prison cell canceled the hit once they realized who he was. They refused to be the tools of the state to assassinate him. The plot to kill Mumia Abu-Jamal through extrajudicial means is real. The pigs knew about our brother Mumia's hepatitis C infection and anemia since 2012, yet provided him no medical treatment. Despite their foreknowledge of Mumia's diagnosis and his drastically deteriorating health, the prison officials continued to withhold medical treatment. 
knowing full well that withholding medical treatment is murder. The forces in the state of Pennsylvania and other enemies want Mumia dead, and they intend on killing him with medical abuse, torture, and neglect, and place the blame on the health care service providers. Let's prevent the forces of evil from assassinating our brother Mumia. Get involved. From the belly of the beast, this is Shaka Boner. Thank you for listening. These commentaries are recorded by Noel Hanrahan of Prison Radio. This is a poem that I would like to share in memory of Hugo Peniel. I am free. Don't grieve for me, for now I am free. I am following the path that God laid for me. I took his hand when I heard him call. I turned my back and left it all. I could not stay another day to laugh, to love, to work, or play. Tasks left undone must be recovered by those who loved me and stood by me. I found that peace at the close of day. If my parting has left a void, then fill it with remembered joy. A friendship shared, a laugh, a kiss. Ah, oh, yes, these things I too will miss. Be not burdened with times of sorrow. I wish you sunshine and beautiful tomorrows. My life's been full. I've savored much. Good friends, good times, a loved one's touch. Perhaps my time seemed all too brief. Don't lengthen it now with undue grief. Lift up your hearts and share with me. God wanted me now. He has set me free. Long live the warrior, the urban gorilla, Hugo Jogi Bear Pinnell. Love you, brother. Peace. These commentaries are recorded by Noel Hanrahan of Prison Radio. Welcome back to Political Prisoner Radio again. Um, this is Scotty Reed in on this broadcast from behind these enemy lines somewhere in the wilderness of North Carolina. Shout out again to Prison Radio. Make sure y'all check out their website, book market, find them on social media. But go to prisonradio.org, check out the work of Noel. Hammerhand, who you heard Mumia on those clips uh, that she produced always uh, gives the uh, ending and letting you know who's putting in that work to bring those voices of our political prisoners and prisoners of war from behind those uh, bars in greater confinement as, as I hear some people accurately describe it because we're all behind enemy lines so uh, yeah we do want to acknowledge that um, but let me say this and then I'll move on um, to um, 
Linda Peltier and uh, reading you some of the details of that case. Uh, you can check out the press release. Uh, some of the information I'll be sharing with you comes from the press release. But again, follow us on Political Prisoner Radio on Facebook. Yeah, Political Prisoner Radio. And we just, you know, share information. Um, if, if I can think of some kind of clever graphic or meme, as they call them, just to bring attention, any kind of attention to Political Prisoner Radio. A um, lot more people, it seems, in the past few months have um, that's following um, the updates on the page has doubled. So I got to do better in, in creating more content. But it's all about getting you know that information out so that's where you can find uh this press release i'm gonna share this information but before i get into that though because there are people and make no mistake i classify myself as um black black man and i know that uh some people don't know what that means and others have different definitions but under my definition that's a, a that's a person who is that's how the enemy classifies me uh, but more importantly, that is how some of our ancestors uh, during the Black Panther Party, the whole black power movement, they self-identified. Uh, they came up with that classification. Uh, you will hear Nina Simone in some of the clips talk about black culture. Um, I'm a member of, of, of a people uh, who don't know their, um, you know, ancient connections. A lot of them don't. Uh, because it's been stolen from them because we behind enemy lines. We were captured or, you know, our history was wiped out as they were burning down our villages already here, you know. And, and, and so, uh, that's why, that's, I am black, but there are people, um, in my classification who I consider allies even, but they don't see any value, uh, in, bringing attention to the cases of of non-white people white uh victims of the system whether whether they are collateral damage or not in terms of propaganda efforts it always helps to show any injustice that the enemy is committing against no matter who it is you know you got to fight that propaganda warfare you know you can look at it cold-hearted like that and calculating like that which you had to be in warfare uh but even on a humanistic level wrong is wrong so you know there are many people like Noel Hammerinch hand she's non-black and she's doing that work and bringing attention to herself from the federal government and, and whatnot uh standing up for the rights of black political prisoners putting in work but yet we could have I don't know how many different organizations leaders speakers teachers educators that spoke at the justice or else rally and none of them brought up any of these men's voices that you just heard if you go to prisonradio.org and you can hear you know they calling on the phone because they behind them enemy bars you know prison is a war and so you know uh just study I think more um, the revolutionary movement of black people who have been described and rightly accurately described as the vanguard of any kind of revolution. And revolution just simply means change. How do you achieve that change? Malcolm X taught by any means necessary. That's the model that many other people we talk about that are political prisoners 
as again was their right under international law is their right under international law but many of them like like Leonard you know they've been set up and framed and they people know that they're innocent but yet they are still held and tortured on these camps on these uh, plantation prison camps and whatnot. so that you know if you don't see the value in making alliances or or sharing information about non-white victims, other non-white victims, you know, then that's your right. Focus on whatever area of the white white supremacist system you want to focus on, but at the same time, you can't you can't criticize the work of others because you know you don't know how to make those alliances or you don't feel comfortable in them or or whatnot. I mean, any effort that we can muster to get anyone you know uh in a war effort against the um enemy um you know that is uh invaluable in terms of of resources manpower woman power intellectual power and in warfare you know um warring parties always have allies so but you just have to manage them all right, so um, let's get to the details of this. President Evo Morales uh, acknowledged that Lena Peltier is the defender of his people and Mother Earth and call for his freedom. So this, this is a Bolivian president, the president of Bolivia, calling for the release of somebody being held by the United States government. Now, people don't, the masses don't even know. Uh, today at the World's People's Conference on Climate Change in Defense of Life, President Evo Morales, joined by Vice President Lanera, Chancellor uh, Chokwe Hanaka, and Ambassador Kakaris, acknowledged Linda Peltier as a defender of indigenous peoples and Mother Earth and urged President Obama to grant clemency to Linda Peltier. Linda Peltier was wrongly wrongfully convicted in 1977 in connection with the shooting deaths of two agents of the Federal Bureau of Investigation on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota. The federal prosecutor has twice admitted that the government did not and cannot prove Peltier's guilt. This is the prosecutor even who should be prosecuted uh, himself for um I'm sure we can get creative, some of our lawyer friends out there, and and come up with some obstruction of justice in the very least. Anyway, he's admitted twice on record that they cannot and did not prove Peltier's guilt, but he had a a jury that was probably full of racist government, uh, people brainwashed by the government. Evidence shows that prosecutors and federal agents manufacture evidence against him hid proof of his innocence, presented false testimony, ignored court orders, and lied to the jury. Man, that just sounds like stuff that happened every day in Baltimore, Chicago, New York. Pick a city where you have predominant black Ferguson. They manufacture evidence against people, hide proof of innocence. This stuff still all going on. This was what they did to him in 1977. In 2003, the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals found that much of the government's behavior 
at the Pine Ridge Reservation and in its prosecution of Mr. Peltier is to be condemned. This is the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals. All right. These are federal judges. People working for the corporation admitting that, you know, this this was just un, this is just in a, an injustice. So again, where were the calls for justice at the Justice or Else rally for? This is the kind of justice we're talking about. You got to make demands on these people. And that's why we do this program again. We demand immediate release of all political prisoners, all prisoners of politics like the drug war, all people who are in prison for nonviolent, victimless so-called crimes who are victims of 21st century slavery and human trafficking. I don't think that I, I anybody that has uh, listened to me on this station for any length of time has not heard me constantly make that demand. I'm just following one of the the, the uh, suggestions of an abolitionist who got some things done. Got a lot of people free temporarily. He said power can seize nothing without a demand. We can talk tough. We can issue threats and, and all this and that. But where are the clear, set, concise, bullet point list of the demands? That's what Hillary Clinton tried to, to say to them young people. The Black Lives Matter, you know, people, Boston chapter. Where, well, what do you want me to do? And she told the truth. You can't change people's hearts. I don't think you can really change the heart of a racist. If it's in their heart, if they're just brainwashed by a lot of propaganda and, and upbringing and stuff like that, there there can be some hope. But, it, you know, when it's really in their heart, I mean, really in their heart to the part that they are so proud of, you know, like the Confederate flag, other white supremacist symbols and make excuses for racist white um, enslavers and rapists like the founding fathers and to pay them any kind of due respect I had to say that's in your heart that's in to the, your core you're rotten to the core I mean there's hope for everybody but I wouldn't waste too much time on people like that that, that you know you know they know what they doing they not slow. They not dim witted. They just evil and and following in the footsteps of their ancestors, cause they see that is you know society that they grew up in teaches that it, they were justified in doing what they did. The Bible says, "Go possess the land. I promise you this land." At least that's what they say. You know, God spoke to them. Go wipe out them people and steal their land. Wow, does that sound like a God of justice to you? No, that sound like what in in their Christian Christian terminology that sound like the Satan. That sound like the devil who come to do what? Kill, steal, and destroy. So that I don't think that was any kind of benevolent God you was hearing voices from as you came and did what you did, and now you know that's why we have um, an ongoing number of political prisoners and prisoners of war president uh let me see uh in prison for nearly 40 years currently at the federal prison in coleman florida and i might have an update on that um he may have been moved i'm not sure i'll let you know um here just a sec 
Peltier has been designated a political prisoner by Amnesty International. Mamiya too, many others. Ed, um, um, the Angola three. Not that you know they are the go-to source on designating political prisoners, but they have recognized these people correct correctly i might say as political prisoners and that's again the amnesty international uh nelson mandela archbishop emeritus desmond tutu 55 members of congress and others including a judge who sat as a member of the court in two of peltier's appeals have all called for his immediate release again they're calling on president obama to do the right thing and release uh this political prisoner uh leonard peltier member of one of the many 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 indigenous tribes of um this continent now if you i mean you had the guts and and i don't think it would have happened in any other under any other white uh so-called uh term of a ceo of america but you changed mount mckinley's name uh in the federal registry or however y'all do that changed it back to its indigenous name well how about letting this indigenous brother go that everybody is conceding is innocent of the murder of those agents of uh, the fbi 73 was it was j edgar hoover still there not that it matters because, you know, they still been engaging in COINTEL pro light activities, you know, long after his passing goes on uh, today. Uh, President Evo Morales hosted the landmark uh, 2010 World People's Conference on Climate Change and the Rights of Mother Earth. This year's conference focused on climate, the threat of capitalism and the concept of living well. Uh, President Correa of Ecuador, President Maduro of Venezuela, and the United Nations Secretary General Ban Ki-moon were in attendance, as were other interested parties from around the world. So, see, when you have a bunch of people come together like that, power brokers, all eyes is on it, or whatever, uh, even though, again, uh, here as H. Rap Brown, Brother Jamil Alamin would call it white people's press, white people's paper, White people's power, white people's media. You didn't, you didn't hear about this on, on there. But then, but still though, just because, cause you didn't hear a lot on their media either for coming out of justice or else rally. But it doesn't matter because there was no cause for the release of political prisoners. There was no condemnation of capitalism outright, which is the basis of slavery. And human trafficking in this country, the legal kind. So you have to take every opportunity. So again, I know some of the people that was there. I don't. I'm not going to say I know them. I have had occasion to speak with them, been a part of a conversation with them, and I know they're conscious. And it's just extremely disappointing that we miss these opportunities to communicate to the masses, the ones we are able to reach. We miss opportunities to inform them. And and inspiring who's going to be the next Mumia, who is the next Sister Asada Shakur. Who is, and, and there are young people stepping up. They're still in their formative years, early 20s mid-twenties, even late-twenties. That's still in your formative years. 
you've had to deal with a lifetime of white supremacy programming so you know we'll give you time to catch up but that's why we got to tell them about these people so they could look up the history for themselves since we now have the information highway you can go read about many other many 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 political prisoners including H. Rap Brown now known as uh, Jamil Alamin can't miss those opportunities people sometimes you, it makes you wonder if these are not and in some cases we know it wasn't a missed opportunity they didn't they had no attentions of placing any of those kind of demands on the u.s government they trying to walk a tightrope so you know anyway um that's all i would like to share free leonard peltier free all political prisoners and prisoners of war salute to the black panther party 49th anniversary of its founding in 1966 october of 1966 in oakland california um we do want to before we get off air uh mention any political prisoner birthdays that are coming up this week if you give me just a second i'll pull that up again don't forget to follow us if you're on social media facebook just type in the search engine political prisoner radio you'll see the black and white uh, icon that'll show up uh, let's see let me get to our page this is where you can also find the calendar so we just uh, want to go to blacktalkradionetwork.com look at all the stations click on political prisoner radio uh, you'll find a Google calendar there that was uh, set up by the uh, anarchist Black Cross. And let me just check it right quick uh, for any political prisoner and prisoner of war birthdays coming up this week. Uh, Jaleel Montekim, is his birthday is today. Uh, yeah, today, Sunday, October the 18th of uh, I think it wasn't that long ago we read uh, the poem or the blog I think it was blog number 36 matter of fact uh, from Jaleel Montekin speaking about the Black Lives Matter um, it was a thoughtful piece I didn't agree with everything in it and S- Sister Amidjo expressed her disappointment with some of the language that was used but you know everybody's entitled to their own opinion and we know who brother who side brother Jaleel Montekin there's no question about his allegiance he's a political prisoner a prisoner of war so um, let me give you his blog go to freejaleel.com you can find out more you can watch videos of Jaleel's brother Dave speaking about Jaleel, uh, read his response to his recent parole denial. Of course, Jaleel is a former Panther. I shouldn't say uh, former. Uh, let me just um, check out some things here. Yeah, this information, you find a lot of information at freejaleel.com. You can check out his blog. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I was right. Uh, blog. His last b- blog was blog number thirty-six. Black Lives Matter uh, forward. Black Lives Matter forward. So, 
Uh, we just want to recognize the birth, recognize the the contributions and the sacrifices being uh, made by our brother, our elder Jaleel Montekin. Again, as uh, they say, free them all, free them all. That will conclude uh, this week's broadcast of Political Prisoner Radio. You can find us uh, on Stitcher. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, tell other people about the podcast. Um, also, encourage people to make a donation uh, to the Black Talk Media Project, the North Carolina non-profit that manages the Black Talk Radio Network and makes all of this uh, possible. And I will be back on air tomorrow at um, 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time with Black Talk Radio News. We'll have a guest, Mr. Stephen Lindman, and we will be talking about the atrocities being committed right now against uh, teenagers, men, women, old people, don't matter. Even even their pets in in Israel, what's going on right now. So we'll be talking about the... um, uh, extreme violence being used against people of Palestinian descent and that's not getting a whole lot of mainstream attention here behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. So I thought that would be a good topic to cover. So recognize the fact that you live behind enemy lines if you live behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. But we must also recognize the entire planet is a battlefield because white supremacy is a problem that is global. But it's not just white supremacy that we face, but we face proxy racism. What is proxy racism? Proxy racism is when non-white people allow themselves to be used as tools of white supremacy to oppress non-white people. We as individuals have control over our actions. Either we will assist the enemy or we won't. Either we allow ourselves to be tools or we won't. It's that cut and dry. It's that simple. It's not staying. It ain't about staying alive, staying out of jail or anything like that. When your cause is righteous, it's by any means necessary. That means also if that means your life, then you have to give your life. So. Recognize the fact that we are behind enemy lines. We are facing an evil enemy that knows no, no bounds whatsoever on the atrocities that he's willing to commit so we had to commit ourselves uh, that much more towards revolution peace and blessings to all <laughs>